Welcome to the Kingdom Life Coaching Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Nilsson, speaker, author, and yes, life coach. We live in a noisy world with a million external influences vying for our attention. This is the space where we can quiet the noise, sort out our thoughts through honest conversation, and discover what it looks like to take aligned, faith-filled action in a world of endless possibilities. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of the Kingdom Life Coaching Podcast. I am Megan Nilsson, and I am so glad that you are here with me today. I am taking a meandering journey through my latest book, Untangled Faith, How Honest Conversations with God Lead to Deeper Connections, Clarity, and Peace. And if you've been around this podcast for a while in my social media circle, or you know me in real life, you know that this book was actually birthed from a directive from the Holy Spirit to write a book about the journaling process that I have been learning and the blueprint that he gave me. So as a quick recap, a couple of years ago, I started learning about two-way journaling from a man named Mark Verkler of Communion with God Ministries. And he was really teaching me how to write down my thoughts, ask all the questions, just let it rip, talk to the Holy Spirit, and then stop, put my pen down, close my eyes, take a breath and say, okay, Lord, show me your perspective over my life. Show me your perspective over these matters. Speak to me. And then at that point, after I've released all of my junk, my job, your job is to sit and listen and tune to Holy Spirit flow, as Mark would say, and begin to write what comes to you. What do you hear the Holy Spirit speaking to you? And the first part sounds rather easy, right? I know what's on my mind. I know what's got me up at night, what I'm thinking about, what I'm ruminating about. I can start writing about those things easily. But then when you ask me to sit and listen for the Lord's voice, how do I know the heck is God's voice? How do I know if what I'm hearing in my mind is his voice or my voice? And so that's a fantastic question. This is the this is the quest of my life right now is really tuning to the, the Holy Spirit and listening for God's voice and living into the spiritual practice of discernment. What does his voice sound like? Is it in line with his character? How do I know if it's his voice or my voice, et cetera, et cetera? And so the Lord brought me to this practice of journaling, and that's what I am teaching about. That's what I'm talking to you guys about, guiding people through this. And little by little, we've got some we've got some journaling converts in the world, you guys. It's crazy because if I say the word journaler, if I ask you, hey, are you a journaler? Some of you are going to be like, oh my goodness, yes, I've been journaling since I was young, you know, kind of off and on over my life. I like to write things down, record and remember And some of you are going to be like, no, I do not journal. I do not write. I do not like that kind of thing. So no. And you're going to automatically just check the box, not a journaler, moving on to the next thing. But I want you to sit with this for a minute and let me me make a case for why this practice might actually be for you, even if you're not wanting to label yourself as a journaler. I get that. It's kind of a a funky clunky word, but I was at a 
a women's event in the spring and I actually had a woman come up to me and say, you know, Megan, this is so interesting. I find what you're talking about fascinating, but I'm going to be honest with you. I do not like to journal. She said, in fact, I am afraid to journal because of what I might say. And I thought that was a really honest moment, first of all. And second of all, she was addressing a point that actually made me think. And she said, I'm afraid to journal because of what I'm going to say. And I thought for a second and I said, you know, that's a really good point. If we just journal to the point, there, there is a benefit to unloading your mind, unloading your heart, getting things out on paper so that you can see what's going on. But to her point, you might be worried that you're going to be faced with some darker things, some stuff that you you might have a hard time getting super real about because you're like, I don't want to write this down on paper because this feels ugly. It sounds ugly. I don't want to admit that I'm struggling with this. And I said, if the journaling that we do stops with us, there's some benefit. There's some benefit to cleansing out your soul and getting that down on paper. But if it stops with my thoughts, then I particularly would find that a rather depressing practice. Because what do I do with that? I've unloaded all this junk onto the paper and I have no answers. I have no hope or clarity. So what I'm proposing through this untangled faith, this beautiful exchange journaling experience is that yes, you cleanse out your soul. You drop that all down on paper, but then you stop and you listen and you invite the Holy Spirit into your practice and you get the downloads from the Lord. You begin to tune to Holy Spirit flow hear his voice, begin to write down the impressions that you get, which is a voice of love, of guidance, of peace and compassion and comfort. The Bible tells us very clearly in the gospel of John that the Holy Spirit is the comforter, the guide. He gives us advice. So we are asking for that voice to come into our lives. Journaling is not really writing. So maybe something that's tripping you up right now is you're like, I'm just not a writer. Okay, fine. That's great. You don't have to be a writer. Nobody's nobody's going to be grading this term paper. You are not presenting a thesis to somebody. You are not even planning on publishing this. In fact, probably most of you hope that nobody ever finds your journals when you die, right? You're like, hey, put this in the burn pile, please. This is just between you and the Lord if you want it to be. It doesn't require some kind of fancy pedigree or English degree. No, it just requires that you come to this practice open with an honest heart. And maybe that's even the most difficult experience, like this woman was telling me, because when you come with an honest heart, you're going to be face to face with thoughts and feelings and digging into the cavern of your own mind can sometimes be the most uncomfortable place of all, right? So this practice of journaling I don't want you to see it as some daunting writing experience, something that's going to just, you have to sit down, it's going to take time out of your life and you don't really have time for that. No, this is a cleansing experience that connects you with God. Does that excite you to think that you could sit down and pull out a pen and a piece of paper and connect with the Lord? What if I told you that writing your thoughts out on paper in order to sort, sort out the hard things could actually lead you to the other side of this issue and you could walk away with greater confidence, clarity, and peace. This idea of journaling with the Lord could be your ticket to a transformed, being transformed from the inside out and renewing your mind. 
as, as Paul tells us in Romans 12 too. He says that when we, when we do this work with him and renew our mind, we'll be able to discern what his will is. We will be able to, to connect with what he finds good and pleasing and complete. Journaling helps us make sense of the things in our lives because we're getting honest and real. This is brain science for dummies. I'm definitely not a, a brain scientist, but I do know that our minds consist of two sides of the brain. There's the right side of the brain. And the right side of the brain is the, is the side of the brain that breeds creativity and emotion. And the left side of our brain values analysis and logic and is concrete. We need to be working in both sides of our brain. The great value of our left brain is that we connect the logical dots. We make sense of things. And making sense of things is a deep, fundamental desire of human beings. So when I was writing my book, I came across this idea in Cognition Today, and Cognition Today says, researchers consider sense-making to be a deep, fundamental motivation for humans. That is, humans strive to make sense of events around them, including their own actions, other people's actions and circumstances. Our innate drive to make sense of the world is a way to simplify our perspective on the world. So it is completely normal and natural that you would want to make sense of the world, that you would see what's happening around you. You would see what's happening in your own heart and mind and be like, why is this happening? How can I make sense of things? We are wired to do that. So when we journal, it actually creates new neural pathways that fuse together in our brain. It begins to integrate both sides of our brain. We can bring an element of healing to our brains simply by writing our thoughts down to make sense of what's going on. Isn't that amazing? Somehow grabbing a pen and putting your thoughts on paper begins to create new neural pathways in your mind that will bring healing. I just led my first call. It's called Women Who Write Roundtable. So this is a caveat and an aside. If you're a woman who's listening to this podcast and you feel called to write and you're listening to me talk about my book and my writing and you think, man, I love to write. I actually do love to write and I feel called to, to write something someday. I want to invite you to our next call. I've got a monthly call on the calendar, the Women Who Write Roundtable. It's going to be July 10th. Go ahead and message me, Megan at MeganBNelson.com. I'll send you all the details or find me on social media, message me the word write. But I had a woman on the call who said, you know what, honestly, I don't even know what my writing is going to become. I don't know if I'm going to write a book. All I know is that writing is healing. And I took a snapshot of that quote in my mind because that's exactly it. When we begin to write the things down, make sense of what's going on in our life, you will start to heal. And so journaling is about getting clear about what's, what's taking up precious space in your heart and in your mind. If you live a day on this earth, stuff's gonna, you're going to be thinking about stuff and worried about stuff. So again, as Dr. Kurt Thompson says, this, this is paying attention to what we're paying attention to. And he writes in, a, in one of his writings, he says, listening to myself requires first the challenging effort of paying attention to what I'm paying attention to. Okay, I'm going to beat this drum for a very long time. <laughs> That's me, not him. He says, my, my sensations, feelings, images, and thoughts, even as they shift, blend, or collide at various paces throughout the day. So listening to yourself requires that you pay attention. Then awakening your awareness is important. 
Because as, as I explained in a episode number 12, whether you like it or not, what you are watching, who you are listening to absolutely affects you. Everything that's coming at you throughout the, the day, it's going to influence you in some way or another. So pay attention to those influences, get real about those influences. There's no shame about that, but you need to begin to filter and discern what does that mean for your life. When you explore your own thoughts and feelings in order to give them to God, it will help you find perspective on a matter. It not only brings benefit to you, but it actually reaps dividends throughout the rest of your family. Let me repeat that. This practice of journaling is not just for you. Now, you don't have to show anybody else your journal. You don't have to bear your soul to the world if you don't want to. You can write, and I'm going to say you should write whatever is actually real and true. But when you do this work, you are not the only one who benefits. Will you benefit? Absolutely, 100%. Yes, you will. But when you get more self-aware, when you understand yourself better, when you have revelation and discernment about what's going on in your heart and your mind, and you understand yourself, it will have benefits for everybody around you, because then you will begin to show up to the world self-aware. You will understand what you're thinking about, what is triggering you, what is bothering you, and you can have honest conversations with other people because you can say, hey, I've been thinking about this. God has showed me that he's got some new ways of being for me. He's inviting me to deeper connections and love in this world. And I want to talk to you about that. So if you're not convinced that this is going to be a benefit for you, would it change your day? Would it change your perspective if you really understand that it can benefit your relationships, your relationship with your spouse, your relationship with your kids, your coworkers? Because you're now paying attention to the things that are bothering you and you're going to come up, you're going to show up in the world more observant. You're going to enter this practice without judgment. And then you're going to be able to gently allow this practice to inform how you connect with other people. It's truly, truly amazing. Now, when you enter this practice of journaling, if you're open to it, I want you to not be afraid of what you're going to write. It's paramount that you don't censor yourself and you really tap into the emotions that are coming to you, really paying attention to the way you are feeling in your body. Many of you are probably familiar with Besser van der Kolk's best-selling book, The Body Keeps the Score. If you really don't know what's going on in your mind, because maybe you're disconnected from those emotions, then pay attention to your body your body absolutely will start to tell you. It starts to set off little alarm bells. If you have some aches and pains that have been nagging you for a while, maybe something in your jaw or your neck or your knee or your elbow, whatever it is, and especially those of us that are aging, you know that your body is, is going to tell you that something's off. Begin to ask. Begin to pay attention and ask the Lord to reveal the root cause so you can take the, the necessary means to address the pain and move forward in healing. 
And journaling can be part of that. You can actually, you can absolutely come to this practice and begin to say, Lord, my body hurts. When I wake up in the morning, it hurts. This is bothering me. What is it? What do you want me to know? And I'm telling you, he cares about that. He cares about that and he will start to inform what he wants you to know. He created your body. If you go back and you read Psalm 139, it is very clear in there that he created every single molecule of your DNA. And so I'm going to say, journal about that. Don't be afraid to come and start journaling about physical pain, emotional pain, spiritual pain, whatever it is. So don't censor yourself. Emotions aren't bad. They're just indicators of what's actually going on. It's something emotions help you regulate. The more you pay attention to your emotional state, the more you can openly connect with the emotional state of others. And this is leads to deeper connection, which is what I'm trying to say. Why do we want to, why do we want to journal with God? What is this, what is this supernatural place in which we find ourselves? This beautiful exchange journaling method, if you buy this book and you get this journal, this specific guided journaling method that I take you through actually helps you tap into the mind of Christ. It tells us clearly in the Bible that we, if we are in him, we can, we have his mind. And then Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians 2, 12, we have not received the spirit of the world, but the spirit who comes from God so that we may understand what has been freely given to us from God. This is an absolutely pivotal key verse and concept in this whole practice. Why do we do this? Why do we come to the table with a pen in hand, ready to connect and and ask the Lord for his perspective? It's so that we can release the spirit of the world. We do not receive the spirit of the world. We want to receive the spirit that comes from God. Why? So that we may understand what has been freely given to us from God. You're actually just coming into a practice that's going to help you channel, connect with what has been freely given to you from God because he is going to reward this exchange. When you come with a humble and contrite heart and explore your own thinking, you are actually asking him to inform it and and bring about his good plans and purposes So on a human level, we can't ever know what someone else is actually thinking, right? We only can know what we ourselves are thinking. And to that point, I love what Brene Brown brings to us in all of her research because she has this fantastic, this fantastic way of helping people connect with others. So when you find yourself in a in a state of frustration or disconnection from other people, instead of saying, hey, you know what? You're doing this. You're doing that. I can't believe I'm feeling like this. She says this fantastic phrase that I've used over and over again with my coaching clients and in my own life. She says, the story I'm telling myself in my head is this, but I don't know if it's true. And I want to connect with you and see, is this true? The story I'm telling myself in my head is that you are pulling away from me because I've done something wrong and I don't know what it is. And that other person might say, oh my gosh, I didn't even realize I was pulling away from you. Or they might say, yeah, I am pulling away, but it has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with me because I'm stressed out at work or I'm afraid of this. We begin to connect with each other 
Because we are dismantling false stories. We're dismantling false narratives. And that's exactly what this is. So when you come to this practice of journaling, you're saying, okay, Lord, the story I'm telling myself in my head is this. I'm experiencing this pain. I'm experiencing this disconnection. I don't really know what to do about. And so then you're asking the Lord to say, but what is your truth? You can explore your own, your own thinking. And here is one thing that I want to say. If you are hearing something from God that will bear good fruit, then proceed with confidence. But if you're hearing something that will likely cause someone else confusion or pain, then I ask you to proceed with caution. This is a key concept that a lot of people ask me about. They say, Megan, how do I know if what I'm hearing is coming from the Lord or not? And I think that when you get into scripture, you begin to know God's character. You begin to know his voice. If you want to download the bookmark that I have for you that, that, that offers five key questions you can ask yourself when you're praying or journaling that will help you kind of filter is, does this sound like God's voice or is this my voice? Go to hearinggodbookmark.com. That's hearinggodbookmark.com. And this comes straight from the book of James, these five questions. But if I, wanna, if I can simplify it for you today, it would be this. If what you are hearing and you are writing down as you're listening to the Lord, if it will bear good fruit, if it will bring you closer to others, connect you with the Spirit of God and bear good fruit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. Oh gosh, I'm missing one. I think there's nine fruit of the Spirit. But anyway, go ahead into Galatians, look for the fruit of the Spirit. If you can play out what you're hearing and it, and it brings a harvest of good fruit, then I would say proceed with confidence and say, yes, Lord, this is the kind of thing. This is the kind of fruit that you bring into my life. But if what you are hearing is something that would likely cause someone confusion or pain, then I ask you to pause immediately because God's heart is not for disconnection. His heart is not that, that we would pull away from other people, that we would withdraw. Yes, Jesus did withdraw and go to a quiet space for rest. Why? To connect with the Father. He didn't withdraw so that he could just come inside himself and withdraw from everybody. He withdrew from the crowds because he needed to refuel and reconnect with his Father. So it's always about connection to the Lord. It's always about abiding in the vine. And so if what you're hearing draws you closer to the Lord, Love God, love other people. These are the two commandments. What's the greatest commandment? Love the Lord your God. What's the second? Love other people as yourself. So this whole practice of getting real about what's going on in your life, connecting with the Lord, that's the ultimate goal is deep, loving, spirit-filled connection. If you are beginning to, to experience things or hear something that is causing you to withdraw, that's where you need to do the inner work of how can I reconnect again with God? How can I reconnect with other people around me? I have women who call me and say, Megan, I need and want to reconnect with God. That's why I'm calling you. They have experienced some kind of, oh gosh, hurt or circumstances or just life has gotten in the way and they've been, they've felt disconnected from the Lord for quite some time. And they're intrigued by this idea of kingdom life coaching, spiritual formation coaching, in which we come together 
we listen. I listen to their honest thoughts about what's going on in their life. And we say, okay, what does the Lord want you to know about this? How can he inform how you're living? What does it look like for you personally to take one step closer to him today so that you can refill your heart and your mind with his spirit and with his love and so that he can help you take one step closer to the people around you? So I'm going to talk next week about why writing is actually a form of worship. So not only is there neurological and emotional benefits to this type of journaling where you're releasing your thoughts and receiving this from the Lord, it is actually a form of worship and I can't wait to talk to you about that. So if you have any thoughts or questions, I would love for you to reach out to me. And again, there's hearinggodbookmark.com if you want to download this bookmark that will help you filter your thoughts and see if what you're hearing is from him. If you are a woman who feels called to write, please message me the word write and I will send you the details for the call on the Women Who Write Roundtable. And of course, if you are intrigued by this whole idea, Untangled Faith is now out on Amazon, my book and the journal that goes along with it. And I'm going to leave you with these words about the journal. I was looking on Amazon and this reviewer said, this journal, every believer needs to have. This will help you take a deeper dive into God's word and understand what he is saying to you in particular. So I love you guys. Thanks for hanging out with me. And I can't wait to connect next time. Thank you so much for listening. If this episode challenged or inspired you, I would be honored if you would rate it and leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts so others can hang out with us too. If you'd like to connect at a deeper level, you can find me on Instagram at Megan underscore Nilsson or head to my website, meganbnilsson.com and schedule a free curiosity and connection call. Let's keep the conversation going.